0: Hello there. You're listening to Manufacturing Tomorrow, brought to you by the Ohio Manufacturing Institute at The Ohio State University. I'm Katherine Kelly, your host. Today, we are speaking with Nate Strom, Executive Director of Grow Licking County. Nate joined the Grow Licking County Community Improvement Corporation in 2015, three years into its existence. As Executive Director, Nate serves as the primary point of contact for business and industry attraction and expansion inquiries about Licking County. Prior to Grew Lincoln County, Nate served as project manager of the Southwestern Pennsylvania Regional Industrial Development Corporation. He also worked as a business development specialist in Allegheny County and as a planner zoning administrator for the city of Zanesville. Nate is a member of the Young Leaders of Lincoln County and previously served on the International Economic Development Council's Young Professional Advisory Committee. He earned his bachelor's degree in political science and communication at Muskingum University. Nate, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Catherine.
0: What do you see as Grow Licking County's role in supporting the manufacturing industry base in the region?
1: Well, I think we really can focus on a a variety of roles. Uh, In particular, I think uh, Grow Licking County and a lot of our other economic development organizations here in central Ohio, oftentimes serves as a conduit for opportunities, both from an attraction standpoint when when recruiting and identifying uh, opportunities to bring into the region to continue to grow the manufacturing base, but certainly in the expansion sector, when we're working with our existing employers, understanding what their long-term capital needs are, uh, connecting those capital needs to resources here locally, um, and especially in the workforce area. I think as we continue to grow as a region, um, our jobs are outpacing a lot of our population areas right now, And so being able to identify those pockets, those skills, those opportunities and tying the manufacturing community into a lot of our educational resources as well as partnering with some uh, understanding what some of the housing demographics are so we can talk about what the larger perspective looks like so that as companies and manufacturers in particular continue to make their capital investments and plans, they can make accurate projections as to what workforce looks like, what population trends look like, um, and what the, the skill education opportunities look like long-term.
0: So in terms of uh, site selection, you know, I, I heard from one of the manufacturers that uh, that there have been uh, times where uh, Licking County has lost out, been in the top three, but lost out to uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. And So how do you get the, the different players to work together?
1: Trust. I think a lot of what what sets uh, Looking County as a whole is trust. We is trust. Um, we have a variety of options. We have a variety of sites, um, and so it really kind of focuses in on is trusting your local partners, understanding roles in conversations, and being able to effectively articulate what our value-added uh, opportunity looks like. Uh, here in Looking County, some of our value adds are are uh, not only available project uh, properties. Uh, but certainly, our, our partners at C of Licking County, where the skills based education for adult education relies, uh, Central Ohio Technical College, and, and the programming that they produce and the students that they regularly produce out, um, our access to rail, and our, and our tax rate. We are an effective, cost effective solution for a lot of these manufacturers long term. And so, understanding what those roles are, and then understanding who our competition is regularly. I mean, candidly, you know I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't regularly compass against other communities such as uh, Kalamazoo Michigan or, or looking down into the Louisville area or Indianapolis or Pittsburgh even um, understanding where their trends are going where their population numbers are and and how do we compete against them regularly and where our gaps are
0: and you also are taking a, a more of a regional approach aren't you with collaborating with other counties including the project with Knox and Coshocton correct
1: that is correct so I'm a firm advocate of looking at uh, opportunities, not only in the the ISO uh, perspective locally, but also making sure that we're working on the the micro or the macro. Um, Looking at uh, transportation trends and commuter trends is key for a lot of our opportunities. And so understanding where our employment base is coming from, they may not all come from Licking County. Uh, Daily Licking County um, obtains about 22,000 workers uh, from surrounding counties for opportunities here. Uh, we lose 44,000 daily to other counties. And so it's imperative for us to make sure that we're partnering with our local communities, whether it's in Coshocton County and our friends over at the Port Authority there, or up in Knox County and many of our, our local nonprofit partners there to understand uh, what those population demographics look like and understand how we can help better serve because not everyone can live and work in our community. Though, again, as an economic development professional, uh, that is the ideal. I would think so. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh-
0: You and I became acquainted when engaged in a community project related to the Office of Economic Adjustment Defense Manufacturing Assistance Program. What were the outcomes of that project and where are you in terms of implementing the 2025 strategic plan that came out of that? Sure.
1: Um, So we were very fortunate to connect, as you mentioned, through the DMAP system. And and one of the things that I identified, and, and candidly, I think, in economic development in particular, um, you usually have one of two different types of individuals. You have individuals who have a business perspective um, and are driven by business opportunities, or you have reformed planners. Uh, I'm a reformed planner with a business perspective, so it's a very confusing time in my office, um, or effective, depending on how you how you see it. Uh, but when I got here in 2015, I realized that we really needed a strategy to, to identify where we're going and from a community standpoint. I really did not want to keep going down this scattergun approach is what I call it and, and, and these random acts of economic development that happened all over the community. And so that's when we engaged with you to understand and, and, and obtain some funding to help streamline our strategy and, and, and the grow LC 2025 strategy really hits on a couple different things. one, we have our overarching hierarchy goals, which is creating um, 5,000 new jobs in the community and elaborating uh, or allowing for uh, $750 million of private investment to the community, increasing the median household income by $5,000, um, those kind of uh, overarchers. Um, but then you start digging into the strategies of what those look like. And, and candidly, those are a little harder. So we're focusing on an occupational marketing campaign so we can identify strategies to not only um, make sure that we're reaching our current demographic here, um, those who may be underemployed or, or looking for a change in, in um, opportunity locally so we can articulate what some of those opportunities look like long term, many in the manufacturing sector, but also help build the bench depth. Um, I joke in the office, and mind you, I'm a child of the 80s, so I'm always kind of kitschy, not really funny, Um I say that all our jobs have to be kicks-tested. The old serial, the old slogan that says kid-tested and mother-approved, mm-hmm. that's all our jobs now. And so I have to make sure that every job that we're bringing in here, uh, kids can relate to, can understand, can get hands-on with, but that ultimately the parents are understanding what the jobs and those career pathways look like. And so my office is regularly working with our partners at the Works Museum here in Newark to help them understand some of their STEM programming and, and bring applicable real-life modeling to some of that as well as tie pointing into a lot of our uh, early childhood education, middle childhood education, high school to understand what those career pathways look like through our Project Prepare program at C-Tech that was originally from the Chamber of Commerce and a variety of other things but that's just and that's just one element. Um, we're talking about going global and so we've traveled over the last oh gosh or five months now, I think I've put more airline miles out of my shoes uh, than I have in my entire life. Uh, we traveled to, to Germany for 14 days. Uh, attended the Hanover Messe show. We attended the the Düsseldorf Tuber Wire show. Uh, we've gone down to Orlando to the National Plastics Expo. Uh, we've been to Select USA. Uh, so we've really ramped up the idea of, of promoting foreign direct investment, uh, identifying what those strategic partners look like. Our goal is to no longer just catch opportunities, but pitch in a lot of those situations so that we're articulating who we want, why we want, and why we think they're a fit in our community long-term. We're talking about uh, infrastructure improvements. We're trying to identify areas uh, that not only benefit from a manufacturing assistance, but also making sure that those opportunities lend themselves to some community development opportunities. Uh, Water sewer extensions, improvements to telecommunication opportunities, um, better quality of life overall, um, and so those are just some of the elements of our 2025, and, and it's taking on it, it's it's actually catching on very well locally. A lot of our elected officials are, are really interested in what this plan looks like, how that can be incorporated in various phases in their local plans, uh, which is also very helpful to us because it helps keep common message. Um, and then you know, it's becoming second language. So how does this fit into the plan? We do uh, bi monthly meetings. Uh, of my board of directors, and now this, this is one of those check boxes like where are we with with these objectives with these goals, and how are we relating these things out so
0: well, that definitely uh impacts the ecosystem i mean even in determining you know what the front door looks like even mm-hmm. with the the downtown revitalization and working with partners related to that, and you know all about the the quality of life
1: it really just brings the whole thing together, which is really nice, and I think once we're able to tell our story i I'm a big story person, and so I make the comment regularly that if we're not telling people who we are and what we do well, who is and who's who's telling our story for us? And so I think between the 2025 plan, the work that the, our partners over at Newark Development Partners and, and their Newark 2028 vision, our partners in the Buckeye Lake, um, our friends out in the Western Licking County areas, uh, they were really starting to pull a lot of these messaging together and shows that grow, uh, Licking County as a whole is growing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, projecting high, and and we're shooting for for large-scale opportunities and uh, population growth over the next 7 to 10 years.
0: Based on lessons learned and uh, and, and best practices uh, in general, how can economic development professionals best serve communities with a strong manufacturing
1: base? Don't be afraid to ask questions in meetings with manufacturers. Um, and this isn't an indictment of our manufacturing partners by any means, but I find that they, um, many times, especially in the leadership roles, they're not forthcoming with some of their opportunities. Um, they like to sit back and listen more than engage. And so when you have that opportunity to, to formally engage a manufacturer, ask questions, talk about partnerships, understand their long-term growth strategies, a pitch rather than catch in those instances, uh, talk to them about where they see themselves being in 10, 15, 20 years from a capital investment strategy. Is their plant doing R&D opportunities or are they downsizing? That'll be very telling to the community as to where the company is investing uh, in that industry line uh, long term. What are some of their hiccups in workforce? What's their hiring strategy? Where are they what are their numbers looking like in uh, age demographics, you know, are they looking at a, a big wall of retirees in the next five, 10 years, like a lot of folks in manufacturing are, or are they been able to ebb that out a little bit? Um, those will be very telling to the community to understand um, where their growth lies, uh, how long that partnership looks out to, um, where the company is looking to create those opportunities, and, and then don't be afraid to engage them in partnerships. Uh, I tell folks here all the time, you have a major manufacturing base, manufacturing as a whole... Uh, is our third largest industry by, by total employees but number one by, by gross domestic product here in Licking County so understand what that looks like and from a partnership standpoint so that when your local schools are looking for programming to help develop STEM education talk to your manufacturers when you're wanting to understand what school tours look like so they can talk about career development everyone wants to jump to the IT or healthcare but talk to your manufacturers a lot of those advanced manufacturing facilities aren't your, your grandfathers and great-grandfathers dirty old factories that everyone thinks about nowadays. These are amazing workplaces with advanced technologies um, that are high-tech, computer-generated focused opportunities that anybody would be happy to be working in.
0: So I know you're developing those those partnerships. Uh, do you know, what, what other communities have you uh, observed or are doing it well? Hmm. None. (laughs) I'm kidding.
1: Uh, So, I mean, we're very fortunate here in the central Ohio marketplace. We have a couple different areas that are are very manufacturing focused and have really created really stellar ecosystems uh, for these types of opportunities. Um, I'm a big fan of Eric Phillips up in Marysville in Union County. Uh, The partnerships that he's been able to blend in with Honda and Scotts in particular uh, are things that we can really try to epitomize. Uh, and work through to identify and optimize on our side of the equation as much as they try to look to us and see some of our best practices. Uh, Similarly, I think you're starting to see some of the rural counties, such as Logan County. I have a good friend over there, uh, Paul Beninetti, who is running for county commissioner, but he was economic development director currently. Um, He's been able to forge partnerships on the technology side for autonomous vehicles. Um, and has done an exemplary job out there. I'm, I'm working with the TRC, and, and again partnering with Honda and some of the other partners in the region. Um, I think as we start growing uh, Central Ohio as a whole, as we start growing regionally, we're all going to start finding where our niche lies in the economics of the region. I think those are going to be really telling. Uh, beyond that, you know, I hate to hate to bring up my old employer, but I got to tell you, RIDC of southwestern Pennsylvania really, really had its stronghold on manufacturing, advanced manufacturing, uh, IT. Uh, I think Pittsburgh, uh, and I'm a homer, uh, that's where I grew up, I was born and raised. Uh, But it's really coming onto its own now on the robotic side of the equation. and so it's going to be something, I think, over the next 20 years when we're talking about the the Silicon Valley of the East, as everyone wants to kind of peg it, um, it's going to be between Pittsburgh and Columbus, in my opinion. Uh, those are going to be areas that are going to have, they have world-class institutions, Ohio State being here, Carnegie Mellon and University of Pittsburgh there, be driving a lot of this innovation. And it's going to be the locals, in my opinion, that are going to redefine what those opportunities look like, what makes sense where, and how they can make them thrive long-term from a workforce standpoint. Mm-hmm.
0: Speaking of workforce, if we could get back to that for a moment. Sure. Um, what are some of the workforce issues you're um, observing uh, manufacturers facing in this region, and uh, how's the, uh, how are the partnerships working to solve that issue?
1: Sure. So I think when you talk about manufacturing workforce, I think you talk um, really twofold. Uh, The first hold being it's an aging workforce right now, so we haven't seen a lot of growth in those entry-level positions and those coming into the marketplace for those jobs. And so those numbers are aging out, and I think a lot of our local partners are seeing, uh, in best-case scenarios, an average workforce age of about 45 to 50, um, some much higher. And so there's a lot of, of fear right now in the marketplace of trying to get those younger individuals, especially at the technician levels, into those opportunities. Uh, that being said, I think when you look at uh, some of the wage demographics of, of central Ohio, um, some of the wages in some of these historical manufacturing facilities haven't come up the way other wages have in other industries. And so you're competing not only for, for younger talent, but now you're competing with the, the Facebooks of the world or the Amazon Web Services of the world or even the Amazons of the world, um, where the initial payings can go 14, 16, 18 bucks an hour for some of those entry level positions or more. And the manufacturers are screaming, uh, you know, 11 dollars has always been fine for us. Why can't we find people 11 50 or $12 an hour? So now you're starting to get from a re-education standpoint as to what a modern wage would look like in these things to compete, uh, how those benefits also fold in. And it's again, it's telling a story. So maybe the manufacturer pays a little less than an Amazon or other partner in market, but what's the long-term career trajectory there? Understanding what your long-term opportunity looks like is what we talk a lot about is the career trajectory at the opportunity and understand that maybe the wage is a little less at the initial but long term you have a much longer opportunity here with a higher uh, pay ceiling and oftentimes, um, and also a lot of different training opportunities that kind of help fold in uh, to your long term career, career trajectory at the manufacturing base. Um, I've seen some great things happening up in Akron right now in their Connexus program that talks a lot about you know a, where you start versus where you end in the career and what those salaries look like, I think that can be a really great and it is a great tool um, as to what they're sharing that message, now, again, not only to the student or the entry-level individual, but their family members. Um, parents are much more influential than the kids want to give them credit for, even in today's modern age.
0: And You know, you had mentioned the works and working with, at that level and then building up from there and, and working with COTC and CTEC and um, and uh, um, a, a manufacturer talked to me about the, the program, uh, some of the STEM programs related mm-hmm. to this. And uh, I don't remember the name of the program, but I think the tagline is Random
1: Acts of STEM. Mm-hmm. So our local STEM ecosystem was awarded an opportunity at the Works Museum here in Newark. Uh, I think this is about 18 months ago or so. And so I sit on their, uh, the board of advisors for that program. And our goal right now uh, is to take inventory of some of our STEM education resources here in Marketplace, as well as develop a communications plan, to start sharing with parents and children. Um, as part of this program, they've also opened up a STEM center at the work, so that students get hands-on experience uh, with some of these technologies, whether it's their hack lab or a three D printer. Um, these things that kids can become ubiquitous with now, ultimately become the skills of tomorrow. Uh, when they're looking for their their first real opportunity post high school. Um, and it's a really great program. Uh, a lot of our manufacturers are involved with it, with it, as well as a lot of our IT and healthcare professionals. Um, STEM education's very wide-ranging, and so I think what I like about the ecosystem is, it's able to say, well, what is your community's strengths? And here's how you can streamline those strengths into opportunities long-term.
0: So what's next for Grow Licking County?
1: Oh, I think as an organization, we will continue to serve as a conduit of information. I think our mission doesn't change. We're going to continue to help grow uh, and expand opportunities in areas of of, uh, technology and and manufacturing in particular. Um, We're going to continue to be on the forefront of workforce development here in Lincoln County but I really see our conversation evolving as a conduit of information and resources to other sectors. We can't be all things to all individuals, but what we certainly can do is have some of that information oversight. And so when we start talking about population trends, well, I'll have that information. We can certainly share that with our local community partners, our housing developers, because without housing and without infrastructure, we don't have opportunities. Uh, we need that population more than we need anything else. Um, So it's it's serving as that one-stop shop of resource and opportunity and knowledge um, and being able to share that out reasonably and effectively through uh, normal channels. Um, One thing I've always been an advocate of since I got here was Grow Looking County needs to be an advocate of capacity. Everything that we do should be lent towards uh, growing the capacity, whether it's population numbers, attraction numbers, or just knowledge. Uh, We've seen that with our ED 101 programming that we do annually now. Uh, try to help our elected and appointed officials better understand economic development trends and and what's happening. Um, We'll continue to do that program. We'll continue to keep reaching out through our nonprofit channels to better uh, engage the community as a whole. Um, But that's kind of where I see us going over the next 7 to 10 years.
0: And I expect that you'll reach those 2025
1: goals early. Uh, We're already looking at redefining at least two of them um, before 2025, probably before the end of the year. Okay. All right.
0: Well, thank you so much, Nate, for coming on the show.
1: I appreciate your time, Catherine. Thank you for inviting me.